Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This episode is brought to you by FX's Welcome to Wrexham. Celebrity owners Rob McElhenney and Ryan Reynolds' small-town Welsh football club is fighting for a chance at promotion. These two Hollywood stars lead a team in the midst of history in the making, while dedicated staff and supporters hold on to a dream of returning the team and this working-class town in Wales to glory. FX's Welcome to Wrexham premieres September 12th on FX. Stream on Hulu. This is the new Frogger Home video game. Ribbit. It's just like the arcade game. Very lifelike. Ribbit. See, you have to hop Frogger past these cars and trucks. Ha, missed. Ribbit. Past the snakes, onto the logs, oh, and the alligators in the river. Ribbit, ribbit. And back home to his lily pad. Phew. Frogger is absolutely riveting. The new Frogger Home video game. Bring it back to your pad. Sega's arcade game. Now a home video game from Parker Brothers, the ones to beat. Parker Brothers. I don't know if I can trust that guy. <laughs> that seems weird. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Play Retro. I'm one of your hosts, Scott Johnson. And I had, well, I've had it with these effing variable <laughs> length logs. Okay? I've had it. If they don't start standardizing soon, I'm going to have to turn around and go the other way that frogs go. And that's home. Also, somebody help George get his thing across the street before he loses the high score. Oh, true story. Poor guy. Oh, we're yeah. going to talk about that, too. Yeah. That is that is so... Oh, that, that really triggers those old-school arcade games. We'll talk about it. Anyway, yeah. and I'm your other host, Brian Dunaway, and I, is a small frog person, hopped across five lanes of traffic only need to be done in by drowning while squatted on the backs of turtles that dive. I, as a small frog, I will remind you, do not know how to swim, apparently. <laughs> oh, hi, Lady Frog. Want to ride? Cool. We'll be back by later to pick you up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. By the it's way, do. Pick if up. you yeah. waited around until Frogger 2, you could swim somehow. Somehow the frog swims yeah, in Frogger it, 2. It, it changed. Yeah. Up till it then, changed. though, they were like, oh, if he falls in the water, that frog's going to die. And uh, yeah. uh, boy, howdy. And if you're on the Atari, they're like, hey, those used to be turtles. Don't worry. Those are just circles now. It's not turtles. No. I, I love the one thing I do love about Frogger and, and all of his forms is usually his death scenes are really fast. It's like, yeah. and it's just like, yep. you're, you're a skull. And, and you start bones. over. You're done and you're back to the yeah. thing because they want your quarters quick, Brian. That's what yeah, they, they don't mean. mess around, man. No. Uh, so quick thing before we get to Frogger, our main topic today, I do want to mention that I was in Las Vegas last week for a bit of a getaway with the family and we had a great time. Uh, you might say, well, Scott, what did you do to get your gaming on while you were gone? And I have... 
three answers plus some, but I, I mainly focused on these. I went all retro, took my Steam Deck, no. played Metroid Fusion, a ton of it. Again, I played it like four times over. I'm playing it again. I love Metroid Fusion. It's my favorite Metroid oh, yeah. game. It's so good. Uh, Yoshi's Island, which is Super Mario Brothers 2, or Super Mario World 2, technically. Okay. Yoshi's right, Island. Right, right. Fantastic game. Playing that again. Oh, and I should mention I'm playing, obviously with Fusion, this is true, but the GBA versions of all of these games. Okay. Uh and Mario 3, which came out as Super Mario Advance 4, but it's technically a remaster of 3, which uh, looks great as parallax scrolling. Like, it's a, just a better version of 3. And okay. uh, I played all three of those, like, nonstop. I loved them. Those games and you were, great. You were you were in Vegas, but you were doing the family thing, right? So yeah, you we were on duty. No, yeah, the, we, we were watching one. kids most of the time uh, while my yeah. daughter and her husband had some fun. And then uh, occasionally, we you know, we were all doing stuff together here and there, lots of stuff at the pool or whatever. But like at night when the kids are going to bed and we had to kind of just be there, crank up that Steam Deck, play me Man. some retro games, baby. It sounds like you got more gaming in while you were gone than you might have if you had stayed at home and I- been distracted by life i think you're not wrong in fact yeah i, I kind of clocked the time and it was more more time than i usually have at night to play games so i love the steam deck man i it's is, is it still is it, i think you can order it and get them instantly still i yeah, think you and get I, them now uh what was it i i got the i think we haven't talked about the steam deck in a while but i got the middle range one uh yep. without the uh what the the, the reflective screen or whatever the anti reflection. Mine does. I, I didn't have the anti glare. I right. opted for a um, aftermarket solution, and it's fine. It's fine that way. Yeah, you got to cover fine. for it. It's fine. My yeah. mine is. Uh, I waited a year to get mine, and then when mine finally got to me, because that's how long the delay was, they yeah. immediately were available for everybody whenever they wanted. Yeah, yeah. I think I waited. I I went. I waited longer than you, but I think I only waited like two months. And now I think people are just getting them instantaneously. You order it, and then yeah. it comes. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a problem now. They're they've got good no. stock, but anyway, uh, yeah, I love that damn thing. It's great. I play all sorts <laughs> of stuff on it. My modern games, my retro games, and really everything in between. Everything in between, Scott. That's right, Brian. It's a hell of a thing. I I do want to kind of I want to get my hands on it at least. I'm not. I don't think it's affordable for someone who already has a Steam Deck. Because I don't know if there's a big advantage, but the uh, the ASUS ROG. Um, Ally is out now. Well, I did, I did see that. Yeah, that looks pretty cool. The specs are really nice. It should, on paper, be um, uh, yeah, pretty hot little device. They're, it's expensive though. You're gonna spend seven hundred bucks for it. Um, but I'm curious from the retro community what stuff ends up happening there. So my guess is it'll be similar to what's happening uh, on the Steam Deck, except the native OS on the ROG will be Windows. Right. Um, you could put other stuff on there, but. And we're in a fascinating time because Phil Spencer said just this past week, you know, that guy. Yeah, Xbox guy. That guy, that, that guy. That he, um, he, yeah. he's, he had mentioned that uh, they, I guess they have accepted the fact that they'll never catch up with uh, Sony or Nintendo. And uh, they've, you know, they think they made some adjustments for that. And so they've they also announced a release of like three games that are going to be on the NVIDIA cloud gaming yep. service. Yep. Uh, and Gears, so, Gears 5 is already on there as of this week. So. You can play right, no, no specific announcements, but it's definitely the temperature that's going on over at Microsoft of of how they're seeing where they're going forward. They so just want ser- they just want to do services, man. They've been and this has been yeah. a strategy for years now. They just him saying basically it was all it all had to do with Redfall being a complete nightmare, a horrible launch. It was an awful game, right? And uh, 
everybody decided that was the time to turn on Microsoft and go, oh, well, you can't put out a good AAA game. How can we? And they, he basically just says, look, the console wars are a stupid fight. We're not interested anymore. <laughs> We're not interested. Like, we don't want to do that anymore. We don't care yeah. about that. What we care about is you subbing to our game service. Well, and that's nothing how, has been more on. advantageous for us retro gamers than uh, than the this the streaming this kind of streaming services they're going with. I mean, Nintendo has really finally in the last three four years has really embraced bringing all these games back and putting them in their store and Microsoft doing the same as well as a special level of PS plus that allows you to access to their older games. So as a gamer in general, it's great, but as a retro gamer, it's given us options for stuff that we yeah. hadn't seen. You have to do emulation or real hardware. Yeah. So speaking of the uh, bar for, yeah. Speaking of Metroid fusion, entry. that's coming to uh Nintendo online. Uh, I guess it's the upper tier. It's the plus service, which costs more. Yeah, uh, that's coming. Maybe, maybe it's out now. It was coming soon. I wish they wouldn't soon. piecemeal so slow on that service, though. Just right. put it all out there, you guys. You're only you're just emulating your own games. It's not like we. Yeah. there's some secret vault you can only squeeze so much out of per per month or whatever. Like, it's just, not like we're picky or anything. No, just put it all out. We don't. Care. <laughs> we don't care. <laughs> uh, I am looking at this Asus Rog Ally. I haven't. I really haven't dug too deep in it. I'm seeing. Uh, they got one at Best Buy, the the five twelve, and is similarly priced to the Steam Deck. It's six ninety nine. It's fifty um, bucks more, yeah, than the top model. Yeah, yeah. And it's but it's this the one I'm looking at here is is white. Yeah, they're all, they're all white. That's all I have I'm right now. Excited about that. I wasn't sure if they had other colors, but I I bold move, bold move to have I, a handheld yeah. system all white. They figure if you can afford the seven hundred bucks, you keep your hands clean, so it won't look all <laughs> gross. You know, I don't know. Right. I don't know, but the reviews have been flowing in. It does seem to be uh, the the reviews have generally said though basically this: like on paper, there are some specs that exceed what the Steam Deck is capable of, which you would but expect in, because it's later in development. Yeah, right? but came. in use, in actual functional use, no one's going to notice. Like it's not yeah. they're incremental increases. Um, so I guess what that means is if you've got a Steam Deck already, you're good. You don't need to worry yeah. about this this run. Right. If you haven't done any of this, then start looking into sort of feature specifics and see which one matches you, and then you'll have a choice. So yeah. choice is always good. Uh, Brian, tell me about your OG Xbox that you bought, which is also white, weirdly enough. Um, uh, that's one of the reasons why I pointed that out. So uh, you guys may know that I love collecting stuff from all generations of retro, and I was looking at getting an Xbox because I did not have one, the original Xbox that came out. Um, and everything I had from that generation was either was silver. And I was like, Oh, did they ever make a, any color other than, uh, black Xboxes? The answer is no, not really. Um, so I went on eBay and I, I looked around and there was a guy on there or, or a person there that was doing a reconditioned Xboxes going through, making sure the caps were all good and everything. And they were doing these amazing paint jobs and I was like, mm, I need to pay $100 for one this black, or I can play, pay $200 for one this kind of a special item. Yeah. And uh, I was like, ah, I couldn't quite pull the trigger. They sent me a message and said, how about 175 And I said, okay, deal, done. And so now in my hands, I've, 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 I've launched it. I've got it in my hands. It's this beautiful Xbox original, and it's got this, this wonderful paint job. And I can smell the paint on it. It almost smells mm. like automotive paint. Oh, really? Like, I'm not. It I'm might not be. really sure. It could about be automotive that. grade. I don't know. Yeah, it's but it's it's the person who did this did an amazing job, and I had seen the reviews, and people had had loved what he was doing. But this is 
there's more of these online, but I got the last white one. There's like a, a red one and a, a blue and a, some other color, but I was very excited to get this bad boy and I could not order that. It just came with the basic console, uh, but I could not order an original Xbox and not order myself a Duke. Mm. That's right. Yeah, I had to get the, the OG original Duke controller uh, that came with the Xbox. And if you don't know what that is, it's a giant freaking controller that to this day still makes me laugh. Still like, makes me laugh when yeah. I think about those kids. <laughs> I have big hands, yeah. right? So didn't didn't surprise me. But, you know, if, if those kids getting these things in and it's just so freaking giant. The S type wasn't far behind this, but uh, it's like holding yeah. a personal pan pizza. It's a freaking huge. <laughs> it's freaking. It's you know, if you ever had a Dreamcast controller, it's about that size, but way heavier than yeah. a Dreamcast controller. It's yeah. just, it's a beast. It, it, it was the next logical decision, but it didn't take long for people to realize that, that you know, if you bought this for your kid or you know anybody did not have giant hands, which I do, yeah. uh, it was instant. Instant pain. Yeah, it's a beast. But the S controller, yeah. let's see. That one looks, let me find it here. Yeah, the S type controller is more like what we have today. It was like the precursor to the uh, the 360 controller. There it is. Yeah, this is a lot. It's got these weird angles on it, but it's you're right. It's a lot closer yeah. to what we'd end up with 360 and, and beyond. Yeah, like, I remember like, how excited I was. Also had gotten, uh, uh, Mad Cats had the mini um, controllers and they were even smaller than the S type. So uh, Mad Cats immediately saw the, saw the problem as well, and they they released something that was even tinier. And I got those for the kids during the, at that time, yeah. so that we could play stuff like uh, uh, Fusion Frenzy. Yeah, I remember that. I remember yeah, some love that game, Fusion Frenzy. You know that uh, Bill Gates says that's his favorite video game of all time. Fusion. It Frenzy. has to be his party games. Yeah. It's just so much fun. Yeah, it's it's just so much fun. I love it. Uh, um, Mad Cat's still making these ugly things. So, if you want oh yeah, one. yeah, those little tiny little controllers—they're ridiculously small. Yep, they're um, for the little. I, I need to get one of those so I can actually hold up to the Duke because little I had several hands. of those. Oh, you should do a whole thing where you compare sizes. Uh, yeah, that's exactly because that's about to do right now. In addition to the Xbox thing, and more on point to our topic today is Frogger. And in, in my hand, I have two Parker Brothers carts. Uh, one for an Atari 2600 in my right hand. Yeah, the big one. And then, right. And then I have one that is the Atari 5200, which goes in my 600XL uh, 8-bit computer. So as you can tell, a good bit of difference in size. Um, Do the chips inside are about the same or is it just the plastic outside bigger? And, you know, we don't That's know. a great question. And I actually looked at that. If you look at the uh, actual uh, cart, at the bottom where the, where the electronics sticks out so you can plug it yeah, into the slot. Board, yeah. The, yeah, the, the, the smaller cartridge actually has the larger board. Wow. Weird. Yeah. So, and this Parker brothers, the 2600 kind of flops around. Do you so, know, there was also, and we're going to talk about this shortly too. There was also a, uh, one called the official Frogger that was yeah. right from, from Sega. Yeah. I didn't know this until this past week. Yeah. The same, I, in fact, that ad I played at the top of the show had a reference to the Sega arcade game. Um, Weird. which I did not know was a thing. Wait, let me pl- I'll yeah. play that part. Of- Sega's arcade game, now a home video game. See, that's crazy. Crazy. Now a home video game. Now a home video game. Never trust a guy <laughs> that talks like that. Don't do it. All right, well, speaking He's of which, we, we, we got to get our frog on, so we're going to do it now. So get ready, everybody. Here it comes. Shall we play a game? I think so. I think we should play the original Frogger, uh, you control a frog. 
You got to guide them across a busy road, not get run over by trucks and cars and stuff. There's a hazardous mm-hmm. river that apparently frogs can't swim in. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Uh, you got to avoid obstacles. You got to go get uh, the whole goal is to get your frog home at the top of the screen. And uh, it, it gets harder every time you play a new level. I would like to play a little bit of sound to give people a taste of what Frogger was like in the day. that that's a bunch of successful frogging <laughs> that's how you know you're successful at frogger if you hear all this all this noise yeah because when you don't don't hear the punk, that yep. means you're doing good <laughs> that's right uh frogger is a very fun game even to this day um it really yeah. does just boil down to you got a timer some of these turtles go underwater some of these right. logs disintegrate you best get all five of your frogs up there or you're effed <laughs> and that's the game it's all of it's all about timing and the gameplay is fast, but you do have times where you can stop and you have to think for a second. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, here comes these cars. Here comes the timing. Do it. So it's just a pressure cooker of getting your frog from one side to the other. I always thought of it, though, as a single frog experience. <laughs> and you just kind of like have to do it, you know, five right. times. Right. I but never thought of it supposed as, to be. Yeah. This is supposed to be different frogs or something i, I assume so yeah because they stay up there they live in their little home yeah, and they stay they up there so i also it. i also had the impression that when you played it was you and a frog and the frog <laughs> was just doing it five times the other thing to remember is sometimes the receptacles up there where you go back home has like a little dragon in there like a gator i guess it is yes yeah, it's, it's, it's an alligator or yep. a crocodile always look like a dragon to me but um anyway yeah. he'll if you go in there while he's in there you're dead he'll eat you um, oh yeah! If you go Instantly. in there while uh, maybe Frogger Dragon Frogger Two did something later. Shit, I can't right. remember. Oh man, they do so many crazy things as you go along, Frogger. But the most basic Frogger, um, the first the first five you get across um, is 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 just the slowest ever. And then the second time around, then alligators show up um, on your second five inserts, and then then like snakes start showing up. It's all kinds of crazy stuff. How do you feel about time timer games, games that are making you on a clock? How do you feel about those? Um, typically that it annoys me. I don't like hurry up game mechanics. Yeah. And this one has, it's a light hand, at least in this particular version of Rogger. Um, there's plenty of room on the timer, uh, that before you get across, you, you want to get across before the timer runs out usually. Yeah. Um, but but it it can be an issue later on when everything is just flying by the logs yeah. are going like you know 60 miles an hour horizontally across the screen yeah they're crazy and, uh, like right now we're looking yeah. at some cars that are just losing their freaking mind the snake is yeah. out i hate the freaking snake oh the snake's such a pain in the ass because yeah. it's like because he comes along there's a there's a midway point in frogger when you're jumping on the screen and it's kind of like a, a you know it's like whew, let's take a breather he he takes away the breather Right. Yeah. There's no breathing. There's no breathing. The snake is the anti-breather. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's a he's a dick, really. Uh, <laughs> I like riding on the the alligator because I feel like I'm screwing with his nature. You know. I ne- I never get on the alligator. <laughs> it is it is too unnerving. If you if you get on his back, it's fine. If you jump in his mouth, like in Pitfall, you're dead. And I just couldn't do it. I hate yeah. the freaking otter thing. Oh, the otters, the whatever that is. I, is it an yeah. otter for sure? Do we know that? Because I hate it. I think in the in the instructions manual somewhere is 
It, yeah, I think it's an otter. I don't know. Maybe mm. not. It's a beaver. Beaver makes more sense to me, but okay. maybe it's an otter. Maybe I it's know. a beaver is a more of a river kind of thing, I would expect. Yeah, with I'm, I'm assuming that the beavers are the ones who cut the logs that are yeah. traveling down the path, I assumed. Do you like the mechanic of uh, you kind of pick up a, a, an extra frog on your way and you get bonus yeah. points for that? Yeah, and, and, and the arcade is kind of, uh, it doesn't really establish that you're picking up a, a girl frog, but like in other iterations they definitely say you're picking up a girl frog yeah you're I think a dude so. yeah you're a dude frog and you pick up a girl frog yeah that's what you do you're you're frogging yeah. you're doing frogger and uh right. guess what part of frogging is picking up a lady frog and getting that work done <laughs> and, the, uh, and the reason why you want to get the frog the reason why you're motivated to do all this stuff is because you get points for it you get you get points for hopping uh successfully get points for landing at the top of the screen you get points for picking up the extra frogger person yep. um so you get points for all that crap um and that was the thing that was going on in the Seinfeld episode. Uh, the, uh, George, George, yeah. um, claimed that he had there was a Frogger machine at a location that he had set the high score when he was a kid, and he didn't want to lose that. So he talked Kramer and his buddies into uh, rigging up a, a a like a like a some kind of battery powered way to to keep it on so they could get it to his house so he keep the high score forever. Right. If you know anything about Frogger at the arcade. There's no, there's no high score. You don't no. put your name in. No, there's none of that. No. You just have a score and you just brag. That's it. That's it. That's all you do. Um, that's yeah. a great episode of Seinfeld, by the way. Here's a little <laughs> gif of him uh, moving across the screen. They actually recreated a top-down yeah. camera view of him trying to move Frogger across the road, and then of course so it gets destroyed by a truck, which is fantastic. Yeah, which is great. Um, and one of the greatest, one of the great, and that that side of that Frogger machine. Mm-hmm. That's not a Frogger machine. Nope. That's not how the artwork looks. Nope, didn't look like that at all. They faked that no. right there. They made two yeah. really bad labels out of paper, I think. I I love they got a whole bunch of single color cars, similar escorts looks like. Yeah. It's just a, one of the most brilliant setups. No, it's really scenes. good. If you haven't seen it, you should. In, Peter Stormara or Stormare, however you say his name yeah. is in it. Yeah. Uh, you know him from a million things like Fargo and all kinds of crap. Uh, it's just a great episode. But there's not there's probably not a more memorable moment from TV in my life than this and the uh Thanksgiving turkeys and WKRP when they drop them. Oh yeah. The, the turkey drop. That's the, that's the two <laughs> biggest moments in TV that I, Oh, that. And when, uh, when Edith got raped, in oh, All the that's, a diff- that's a different kind of feeling though. Yeah. That's a but feeling. Definitely, I don't want to definitely re- remember it. I don't want to remember that very often. <laughs> wow. Uh, who, okay. So the one weird bit is this was, yeah. you know, we got names on this, like Sega and Hasbro and everything else. But there's a little Galaxian you can collect up in the upper frog corner if you hurry up and get into the hubby hole before. Oh, yeah. Before the, the, is that a dragonfly or something? I know what you're talking about. It, it looks it, like it, a Galaga or ga- oh, sorry, totally. Galaxian, yellow Galaxian thing, kind of like Pac-Man uses when he's eating those. Right. This is a Konami joint. Uh, you know, so how did they get away with that? Do you think they were like aping on somebody else's design for their little the, their the little design bug. was definitely unique uh the the creator um of course it was it was developed by konami it was koji tom fukunaga i think that's how you say it is as a designer nailed it um and he he was working as an employee at konami at the time um i don't know it, it is probably so i mean Every, yeah. Everything was everything was borrowed from everything else during this time. So it was a little bit different then, see. right? Different time, different uh, thing. Yeah. And of all you the would, games, would, of all yeah. the games of that era, this one stressed me out the most, like by far. Oh, absolutely. I could never get into a Zen with it the way I could with Joust or yeah, even Pac Man or something where it gets exponentially harder the further you get. Something about the chaos on this screen. 
Just the number of bullshitteries <laughs> happening at the same time gives There's, me anxiety. It was hard for me to play Frogger. There was the nothing more. St- it, I would always, I, d- I didn't play a lot of Frogger in the arcade, but whenever I did play Frogger or a game similar to Frogger where is there any game there's a there's certain types of games where as soon as you drop that quarter you think about it before you put the quarter in there you're like okay i'm about to put this quarter in here and when i put it in it's time to be on point you got it you got to get your you got to get yourself ready you got to breathe for a minute you drop the coin music starts playing boom you got to go and it doesn't stop until you're completely dead yeah yeah this i can see it's a it's a rough uh, piece of business now Let's jump over to a, a console version of the game that you had in your hand a moment ago. Yes, the uh, Atari 2600 version, uh, the Parker Brothers. So Parker Brothers picked up the rights to uh, sell uh, this in cart form yeah. on the Atari 2600 and other uh, consoles. Now, I have some some terrible news for you. Oh, this game is bad, in my opinion. Uh, here's some sound from it, which sounds like a typical Atari business. Right. And this music ends, it gets a little rough. Oh, 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 that's so hard to hear. Um, How much is nostalgia for me? But I will say this. I prefer the gameplay of the Frogger Parker Brothers on the Atari 2600 over the arcade version. And the reason why is because your ability to move is so much faster than it is the arcade. I'll your you control, that. your control is outrageous. The amount of control you have in Frogger for the Atari 2600. How? It doesn't look nearly as good. It's no, trash. The it audio like sounds ass. not nearly as good. Yeah. Nothing else about it is nearly as good. No, the the flickering on the logs kills me. It's so flickering hard on to the look logs. At. Uh, your your sprite frog can only be in certain areas of of the uh, log because if you 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 think you have enough room to jump yep. further left or right, and you'll die every time. Yep, you'll die. You don't want to yeah. die. You want to live. No, you don't want to die. The the and it's a four by three three screen, and it seems like the sprites are. It, a little bit larger than the arcade. There's a little more room on screen with the arcade, but man, you can play this thing so fast. Oh it's yeah. It's such a fast game. I'll get, you know what? I'll give you that. I, I did. Yeah. I did mess with this a little bit before I went on the trip, just so I could have a taste. Mm, and uh, taste. my only complaint was when you got on things that flickered, I thought that meant that it was, it was dissolving or going away. Yeah. Like the, like the turtles yeah. do in the arcade game. Yeah. I was sure that's what was yeah. going on. So I get on a log and immediately start blinking. I'm like, Oh my gosh, Oh my gosh. And then I realized, <laughs> or I reminded myself, no, dude, this is Atari. This is what yeah. happened. This is what those games look like. This is just what you're dealing with. Um, but yeah, it's uh, a lot of people have fond feelings for this version of it. I don't blame you. Yeah. You no. can, you can play multiplayer, which was fun. You can play two players. It's, it's like take turns. Uh, I play around, you play around, which is, which is great for the Atari for arguments is like, instead of having somebody play, you know, 12 times in a row, you'd have, you take a turn, then it's then this other person's turn and you just kind of keep going back and forth. Um, I meant to post this, that, that the one we just looked at yeah. was the Parker brothers Frogger that most of us probably had, I uh, think what something like 4 million copies or something of this thing was sold. Yeah. Uh, all right. So plenty of people have experience with this. There was one that I had never heard of, um, and it was the official uh, Frogger, and it was it was developed, uh, I believe, in house by Sega. Now, remember, I had said earlier uh, that fr- uh, the Parker Brothers had secured the rights to the carts 
in distribution. Right. Um, but they did not do it for all mediums. So I did not know this, but Star Pass Supercharger it gives you the ability to play tape games, cassette tape games yeah. on the Atari 2600. I never heard of this thing. I'd never, uh, ever heard of that. That's news to me. It's brand new to me, too. It's originally called the Arcadia Supercharger, and it looks like a cart. Yeah. Um, and you you plug it in, and on the other end of the cart um, is a, a, a headphone kind of cable. Yeah. And you plug that into your standard cassette player like you'd have in the back of the day, like the, the, set, the cassette recorders you'd have. Um, and you would stick your tape in of the official Frogger, and you'd press play, and it would load it all into into the cart, and then it would start on your Atari Twenty Six Hundred. This thing was amazing because you know what it did. I did not know this either. Uh, the Atari Twenty Six Hundred has one hundred twenty eight bytes of RAM. Yeah, this thing forty eight forty nine folded it. Whoa, six. Yeah, it's, so it is. It is. It fold it, it forty nine fold memory capacity. From the Good original Lord. to this, I was like, I didn't know that it was the memory that was holding back the Atari 2600. I, I meant to put some uh, game footage, but we need to see some game footage of this thing because it is night and day yeah. difference. It looks as good as the arcade, if not better. Yeah. Uh, and bet. it's just, I'll it's bet. crazy. Uh, right now, I'm putting a, a picture up on the screen of the original arcade, Sega arcade cabinet version of Frogger, I believe. I think this is right. the one. That that that's in, that's not the memory I, one I remember, but I'm not. Yeah, I, I love that graph, the, the Atari art on the side. Yeah, it's pretty great. I guess not. It was not Atari art. It would have been, yeah, been, been Konami, uh, Konami, Konami. So uh, Sega. Do y'all have this here? I'll put this in our Discord too. I had this version of it, and I'll describe it for listeners. It is the Frogger. Uh, let's see if I can. There we go. Uh, the Frogger. Oh, you know, the yeah. Little, the little sit down, little uh, I don't know, portable looking thing. Table. Tabletop arcade. It was one of the most popular ones. It was the Coleco yep. uh, tabletop arcade version of Frogger. I thought this was great at the time. <laughs> I thought this I was thought very it was cool. Amazing. Yeah, it seemed really neat to me. But uh, now that I look back, it was like Game and Watch graphics, like you know, just shitty oh, little. Absolutely, but it was so much fun to have. Uh, practically an arcade. I'm posting in here, by the way. If you want to pull that up, that is the Star Pass Supercharger Frogger version, but. I, one of the things I loved about Frogger is we've talked about a lot of arcade games in the past uh, with different types of, you know, joysticks and how many buttons. This one's so simple. It's just got a four-way joystick and a couple of buttons yeah. uh, to, to select, you know, players and that kind of stuff yeah. when you start. It's pretty pretty basic. It's uh, It says even up top, though, even though it's a Coleco, this is a Coleco licensed thing at the very top. It says right. by Sega at the top. I just for the longest time until we did this episode, I just didn't think of Sega as a as a frog having anything to do with Frogger. Just I didn't either, but we forget how much uh, how different Sega was before they started picking up some properties. Uh, how they were during the arcade years, yeah. it was it was really different. We need to kind of dig into that. You'll notice that when you started that game up, because we're playing on screen, <laughs> yeah. the Star Pass Supercharger Frogger, yeah. and there is a loading screen, which I'd never seen on any Atari before. But what it is, 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 the, is the time that it takes for the tape to load all that data yeah. into the cart. And you can rewind the tape from that interface, which is yeah. a weird, weird concept to consider. You can, still, you can still use it. This is a problem that I run into frequently with my 8-bit computers, is a lot of those use the, the cassette form for, for games. Um, and if, if your machine or your, uh, or your tape player is not functioning, then you're in trouble. 
with this Star Pass Supercharge, you can pick one up off, off eBay for like about a hundred bucks, and you can use any way that you can play an MP3. Yeah. People have archived these games into MP3 format. You just plug that into you know, your phone or your computer or whatever, and you can literally use original hardware and just drive that data right to that uh, that uh, supercharger. I love that, and it'll it'll just play. I right love out. that keeping it freaking data that isn't music and an MP. I mean, it all, I guess all MP3s yeah. are data at the end of the day, but yeah, it's what's it's it's, it's a, the you know you taking digital to analog back to digital. Right, I mean, right. That's what we're doing. That's pretty wild. All right, well, it's sequel time, everybody. Listen to this. <laughs> Yeah, different music, different time. This is Frogger 2, and this was also on the 2600. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you say that you'll with notice, a You'll stain. notice my enthusiasm for Frogger 2, 3-deep. Yeah. How do you feel about Frogger 2, 3-deep? I it? feel like I hate it yeah. so much. I know I hate hockey. it. There's zero, there's zero, uh, I, I really don't like it. It's not very good. It's weird. Because the game, well, it's got it suffers from all the same technical issues that the previous game did. Yeah. But you're in a, you're it's in the water flashing. this time. Uh, you you're trying to avoid fish. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we're a frog, but you're trying to avoid fish. There's like some kind of seaweed coming up. It, you're basically still running across lanes, but you're in water. But you're not underwater. You're on top of the water, having to cross over lily pads. There's right. there's a bird that you can hop on. I think I about to hop on this little duck here, bird here. It takes you automatically to the next level. There's three levels, I believe. There's uh, um, there's, but it's all water based. Where's yeah. the cars? Yeah, where's where the, are the where's cars? The, exactly. Where's the passion that was the original, <laughs> uh, which was inspired by our creator, uh, Koji Tom Fuka. Uh, I don't want to say it wrong. I know you don't really want to get that easy one wrong. To put, to yeah. Really, anyway, Koji, the, <laughs> yeah, the, the old developer, Koji, my old pal Koji. Yeah, right. He, uh, he, you know, his his <laughs> initial, his initial uh, seed for creativity was that uh, he was at a at a red uh, at a stoplight, and he saw a tiny frog jumping across, uh, trying to get across traffic, and he got out and picked it up and and helped it along its way, but it stuck with him. And that was the game mechanic. So he's like, oh, okay, this is the game mechanic. And right. here is just you're in a you're in an ocean, a, a lake. Sort of, sort of, I guess. Uh, What's the seaweed business? It never seems to. Yeah, the seaweed's a pain in the ass because it just it grows behind you. Yeah. Um, and you can just accidentally run into it. There's the, on the third screen when you're doing this, uh, you can bounce higher and higher. Yeah, it's got. I, it doesn't need to be Frogger. How about that? Also, this they does got, not need to be. I don't know how Frogger. you. I don't know how you jump from a a lily pad to a to a blue whale. You know that doesn't make any sense, right? I mean, I know is video game logic. Uh, you also can grab. There's air bubbles that are coming up, and that that helps you get points and stuff. But it just it's just not fun. Period. Yeah, it's a not bad fun. game. It's a bad game. Frogger, uh, Frogger two, three deep. It's challenging. It kept the challenging part. But it dumped the fun part. Uh, agreed. Full agreement on this yeah. point. Now, uh, I think that that caused a bit of sadness in the Frogger world. And there was a big, long pause. <laughs> there was a Frogger rift. Yeah. And the yeah. pause was long and palpable. It was like, well, guess what? We're not going to do Frogger for a long ass time. But right. eventually, they did. And that game is this game. Some jaunty music. 
Yeah. A little bit of like setup there, and then boom, here we go. Gulp. A really bad pre rendered intro. Yeah, that's right. We're talking about the PlayStation era. And 1997 saw the reinvention, if you will, of uh, our favorite little frog dude. He's back is the title of it, actually. It's Frogger, but then in little bitty red font is He's Back. And they list it differently everywhere. Yeah, it's always got a different name. He's yeah. Back is the most common one if you're searching for videos or something. That's how you find yeah, it. Yeah. It's actually, I, I played this. This is a fun game. Wait, are you gaming on a Chromebook? Yep. It's got a high-res 120Hz display, plus this killer RGB keyboard. And I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere. Stop playing. What? Get out of here. Huh? Yeah, I want you to stop playing and get out of here so I can game on that Chromebook. Got it. Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine, a new kind of Chromebook. Um, I think everybody owned the PlayStation version of Frogger. I've seen so many copies out in the wild. I remember having a copy. PlayStation Windows 3D mm-hmm. starts out in retro. It is just like the original uh, as far as you know, crossing a couple of streets and hopping logs and a river. Uh, this time you're trying, instead of just being rando frogs, you're trying to save, I, I, I guess, your kids. Yeah, I think your kids. Different colors. Yeah, and, you're, and you siphon, instead of you lodging yourself in there five times with five different frogs, you're just saving right. five of your kids. Yeah. You're a busy frog save with them. a high libido and a wife who's <laughs> full of work. You know what I mean? Like, you've really yeah, gone yeah, crazy. Yeah. I guess that's how tadpoles work. But but anyway, it's just really fun. Snappy to play. Looks good. Yeah. I think it even looks good today. Like, kind of a a stylistic choice of art uh, that oh, defied the usual totally. play, jittery, ugly PlayStation. Uh, yeah, it's, it's like low poly. So it's low poly 3D for the PlayStation instead of, you know, trying to do all this dithering and everything. So I, I think it really works and holds up like you said. Yeah, it's fun. It's my second favorite. Um, my favorite, we still haven't talked about yet. So that'll leave you wondering what I'm going to talk about because there's one that right. I think is the best version to play. And we'll get to that here. Uh, there shortly. are a few and you're still picking up uh it's not your there's still a lady frog she's pink yep um of course. i'm i'm not sure who that's supposed to be i hope it's your wife that you've had these five <laughs> baby frogs with but <laughs> yeah you're, she was the one sure. she, she hopped mistress. a log in the arcade she hopped a log with you took a ride you guys hit it off before you yeah. knew it you were you were married yeah. yeah, watch out for those bulldozers, by the way. Those things will flatten a frog. No, they're in, dicks. In a second. Bulldozers yeah. are dicks. Um, but notice that the same layout here is happening. Really yeah. fast car in the upper lane, slow trucks below, above that. Like they really stuck to what made Frogger good in the first place. Yeah. And I they think introduced that's you to, to they introduced you back into the he's back world of Frogger. Now, later levels, of course, get more complex, but this first part. Um, all top down, you, you might as well just said somebody 3D ified uh, the, the original Frogger because this is what they did. Yeah, you know what I could have gone for? I could have gone okay. for <sighs> Frogger. It's hard to put my finger on this, but I'll try to explain. So this this form of frog, Frogger is the, is the Frogger mm-hmm. we all think of. And there are yeah. other games we're not bringing up today where they attempt to take Frogger and make him more of a, a platform hero. Like, yeah. Oh, this is this is the Elizabeth Falconer recognized Right. The simplistic gameplay of uh, of Frogger and laid it in. And if you don't know the story uh, behind Elizabeth Falconer, who took uh, Koji Tom's uh, idea and got it pushed through, she had to argue with a bunch of executives. Uh, she was a market researcher. She found this game 
And she put it, brought it for, for the board and she said, let's make this. And they said, no, this is a woman and kids game. This is the early eighties when this was going on. Right. And then she like, she says, well, yeah, that's what you said about uh, Pac-Man. And so they, after throwing the documents back and forth a couple of times, she, they said, go make your stupid uh, woman, kids game, Elizabeth Falconer and go put it in some bar somewhere and let's see if it succeeds. And guess yeah. what? Yeah. Here we are in 2023 talking about the Frogger. Yeah. The Frogger still Frogger. lives. It still mm-hmm. lives. But all those other still attempts, around. they just kind of fell flat. The best version of a spin out of Frogger I can think of is not even Frogger, but it's ripped off from Frogger. And that's uh, Crossy Road was a huge hit. Yes. But Crossy Road was basically endless Frogger. Yeah. And turns out that's what people <laughs> wanted. I that, really like it. It's fun. I still like it. That game loop is universal. Yeah. And it is it is addicting and it's fun. And I'm with you. Crossy Road is amazing and there's we've seen a lot of frogger uh, games make it to the iphone and we don't talk about those because first of all they weren't great um and second they're way past the retro <laughs> era that we talk about that's but, true uh, but the yeah. company who made uh that game makes also pac-man 256 they right. also make uh that weird 3d chunky graphic galaga looking thing mm-hmm. these were all originally phone games you can also play them on pcs and stuff um they're really good at those that company should make reimaginings of of uh retro games more often that should be their thing i guess it is their yeah. thing that's what they make it is their thing and yeah. we looked at in in this most recent frogger by the way we we had left behind uh the sega konami parker brothers and now we've moved on to the uh, to the hasbro interactive uh era for a while uh, yeah. there's always seems like somebody's picking up frogger going this is a good idea we could do something with frogger sure we can do something with frogger yeah let's give us give us a chance not much we'll lately don't feel like we've heard a lot of Frogger lately, you know? No, and that's and that's too bad. It is uh, too bad. There's a world yeah. for it. There's a place for Frogger. I just don't know what it is yet. You know what's cool? Yeah. Go play Namco's uh, Pac-Man Championship Edition 1 and 2. Oh, yeah. Those games had a way of reinventing what we thought of Pac-Man for a whole new audience and for lovers of the old game alike and, and making everybody happy, even though it was not the original game. Right. Do... Something like that with Frogger. I know it can be done. I'm not a game designer. I can't tell you how to do it. I just know it's there. All right. I thought there was some kind of Frogger something. I couldn't find it, but I, I could have swore they'd done some kind of some kind of twist on that Frogger version as well. But I, I couldn't find it. And if somebody knows, maybe I'm maybe like Frogger that. Extreme or some dumb. Yeah, yeah like, like Frogger that. Extreme. That's exactly what I was looking. Actually, one of the terms I looked up was Frogger Extreme because I figured that was oh, there's something called Frogger Extreme. Is it? Um, let's is see it? what this is. this is. Oh, this is lame. Um, but yeah, I, I was thinking the same thing too. Warcraft Three Frogger Extreme Number Two. What, what? is this crap? What? what? Oh, there is a mini. There's a there's a Frogger mini game in. Uh, in World of Warcraft and a quest. Oh, is it really? Yeah, yeah. It's just a little. Can you do it like next to a river or something? Or? It's a little, yeah, a little one off and you control. Okay. I'm trying to remember what you do. It's more of a maze, though, I guess, but it's very, hmm. it's reminiscent of Frogger. Right. That's interesting. I think I want to say that was. A couple oh, of Newgrounds had a Frogger Extreme. Brian must click this. One day we'll have to talk about Newgrounds is the. We'll talk about Newgrounds um, and their role in like, I don't know, video online video games. <laughs> some micro games before yeah. we really got them on the self before we really got the phone micro games yeah it was kind of the place for right? a lot Flash of young for, for like 2000s kids that yeah. that place was your place man yeah that was a very cool thing just a side note about elizabeth falconer her, by the way her name is f-a-l-c-o-n-e-r like a falcon someone who does falcon work that's cool that's right 
That is cool. Um, she was also a one of the very few American masters of the koto, a Japanese zither, is a traditional instrument in Japan. And she has licenses to teach in two uh, two uh, Japanese schools. Uh, she began playing it in '79 and uh, did a bunch of stuff in Japan, and then stubbered under uh, Nagani Utiyami. Anyway, this is all before her the bit you talked about, but yeah, yeah, her her uh, given the the higher ups the come up come up and yeah, it's what was it cool, like? Uh, Paramount was like the bigger owner of because I think Sega had so it was like. I really need to dig in deeper, but I know in the arcade years, Sega had uh, picked up Gremlin, um, who was uh, Man, you know, Gremlin. Ar- bigger in the arcade stuff, yeah. and it became Sega Gremlin, and then it kind of it's so weird from it's there. It's weird hearing that Gremlin. I've, yeah. I've not yeah. heard. I've never, well, there's a name I've not heard. There's a name I <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, let's get to uh, Frogger 2, 3, not 3, that's no, the wrong one. I'm on the wrong one. Here no, it is. No, no, no. Frogger, 1998 Genesis and 1998 Super Nintendo. Frog, Frogger, he's back, was such a actual reminder of what Frogger could do, so much so that uh, they, they decided to also drop, uh, Hasbro and Active decided to drop a Frogger 4 this system yeah and they did um now here's here's where things get weird for me the genesis version which i usually it's weird when we do cross versions that that covered both or both 16-bit systems had them i usually prefer the genesis version for a bunch of reasons right um and they're i don't even know i can't even explain most most of the time why i like them more but uh this is a case where the genesis version goes for arcade perfectness it wants to Mm -hmm. be as good or maybe even a little better than the original arcade game and that is what you get both gra- graphically presentation sound all of it the super nintendo one listen to this shit <laughs> so good i mean that's very different isn't it yeah that doesn't sound like a frogger game well guess what now look at the video here if i skip ahead some they went for this cool three render or pre-rendered looking imagery. Yeah, it's almost like they made the Sega game. Like yeah, this, it looks more Sega to me. Yeah. It looked like if if you had told me this the opposite because it's got like you said, it's like the sprites are like three D rendered. Yeah, uh, some almost three three rendered sort looking. of sort of top down view kind of like three D yeah. perspective. Yeah, a little bit. And and the where you land your frogs, uh, the even the sprites. So there's cover art uh, to this game where it's like Frogger, he's back, and they use that graphic uh, for their sprites. The girl frog in this is obviously a girl frog uh, <laughs> because you know it's not like just just color shaded. It's a girl with uh, it's, it's it's a frog with a bow. I it's guess a frog it with a bow. Like, anyway, like Pac- yeah, frog with this Pac Man sort of deal. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. they're leaning into it. Yeah. This is my yeah. so 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 to get to make a long story short. This is my favorite one. I really like this one a lot. I don't know it what is it is. With, I just like it. I it it has the most personality, mm-hmm. but I still think it's hard to say. I was tempted to pick up the Frogger for the Sega Genesis because I always have my Sega Genesis hooked up, and yeah. I was I was looking for something that's kind of arcade closely to arcade perfect. Yeah, I think it'd be a good experience. But I'm with you. There's something unique about this one and wouldn't you be a little bit upset these both of these ended up being the i think either the final or next to final carts that were released for either one of these you know systems. this is, this is 98 dude this is, this is so 1998 late. this is like 
with the, the dying throes of both of these systems. And we had just seen the PlayStation. So you're looking over there and your buddy's got a PlayStation and he's yeah. got a Frogger. He's back. All right, cool, cool. And so you see, oh my gosh, I haven't upgraded yet. I still got my Sega Genesis and they just released Frogger. He's back. I'm going to show my good friend what's up. Yeah. And then you just get some kind of <laughs> arcade port. Yeah. You'd it's weird. So pissed. It's very weird, but it's a yeah. fun, fun version of the game. If, if you're yeah. out there and you're, you're emulating SNES games or you're just looking for a cartridge, this would be the one I'd get personally. Yeah. I had yeah, the most it's, fun it's the most interesting to look at because I mean the other one you can just you can just play arcade Frogger. You don't have to have the Sega Genesis version. No, no. Yeah, I guess there's the so this leads me to a question. Do you think there is a future for Frogger? Like, is there like other than us being all you know nostalgic about it? Is there a future yeah. for this character? The only way you could bring it into modern gaming, we've kind of already done, which is the action platformer kind of stuff, and I just don't think. We never dug deep enough into Frogger, even though there was a cartoon. Even that was very flimsy. He just doesn't have much story, really. And so, I mean, the real exciting part about Frogger is the gameplay. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't think story wise, there's nothing there. Yeah, um, I, I agree. So the, I mean, there's the a brand new game last year. That. There's a game, brand new game out last year called Frogger and the Rumbling Ruins, and yes. it's basically, I think that's a Konami published deal. Is that a remake of the 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 three DS one? I think is I think it do might something be. similar to that. I think it is the three DS game. Let's see. Yeah, yeah. I think it's or a. The, is it a remake it, though? It might be a remake. I think that was part of. I'm actually running um, Frogger Beyond, which I think is a sequel to the one you're talking about. Mm-hmm. The, and I'm running that on the GameCube right now. So does this one doesn't um, say what platform this is on, but maybe it's phones. I don't actually know. It's it's cute and all, but. Uh, I don't no. know. Like I said, I think the I think the real tra- you can make a 3D platform. You wouldn't need Frogger to make your your plat you know your platformer. So I mean, just freaking make something fast and rad, like you said. Make one of those neon, yeah, splashy, yes. You know, and you can do like different effects things. on it. It's like, hey, I want it to look all neon right now. Nope, next one I want it to look uh, yeah. crusty or whatever. I'll make it look yeah. like eight bit or you know, like give us some fun. And those are some of your unlocks, right? You're unlocking skins, and you got mm-hmm. this cool techno music and crazy lights. And I, I don't know what they—I don't know what the gameplay answers are, but that's what game designers are for. Get to it, yeah. Get to it. Give me a new Frogger in an interesting way. The problem is Konami—they're <laughs> bad about old IPs. They're bad. They just are. Yeah. Once in a while, they do something smart, like here's a Castlevania collection, or here's a remake possibly we're going to find out at this next PlayStation event. We'll find out if they're really yes. working on a, a remake of uh, metal gear solid three, um, which would be great. Cause that's an amazing game uh, by all accounts. Right. I never played it. Uh, but yeah, like what, why they hold on to stuff, old stuff and just don't do shit with it. And it bugs yeah. me. Tries yeah. me crazy. As a matter of fact, but there is something next week, right? Isn't it? Oh, I saw, by the way, week? I saw a frogger. Yeah. I saw a frogger. Um, I totally forgot to say this. Well, I was in Vegas. I saw a frogger, uh, slot machine. Oh, yeah. oh! Did you put some? Yeah. Well, that that's interesting. I, I didn't I, do anything. I, I just money. saw one, yeah. and I went, "Wow, that's weird." And it was just like you know a normal slot machine, but it was one of the new ones with the big curved screens and the whole digital oh, nice. everything and all that. But right. so some of these IPs, and I know a lot of Konami stuff is in casinos and whatnot, but some of these IPs you'll see show up in ways like that. I, I love how you've you've said Konami do something, and I think next episode is going to be about. Konami doing something. Yeah, we're going to, we're definitely a retro do franchise. That. Yeah, for sure. So stick around for that <laughs> announcement that's coming up. 
Uh, but there you go. Frogger. It's a, still a threat, everybody. But not a still a threat. Still a threat. Still, a threat. Yeah. still out there. He's ready to and jump we didn't, on you. And we didn't cover a whole body of things that, that happened post this part of the Frogger. Because, hey, you know, are they really that interesting? I, I don't know. And then they're not retro. They're no, just uh, they're more modern. Yeah. But yeah, Frogger's yeah. seen some seen some stuff. He's seen some stuff. Yeah. I enjoy this Frogger Beyond. Okay. It's, it's, it's not bad. Like I said, on the GameCube. Yeah. yeah it's kind of retro. Kind of fun. Yeah. It's kind of fun. It, but it's about as far as you can go with the Frogger game, though. Yeah. But it deserves, it's, despite these issues that we've mentioned. Yeah. With its inability to sort of grow. Uh, it deserves classic status, I think. Absolutely. Yeah. And Crossy Road, would we even have Crossy Road, which is also its own amazing thing. This, you Yeah. Know, Without kind of, it. See, that's one of the kind yeah. of thinking we need. We need somebody to come to Frogger and go, all right, well, Crossy Road really figured out a way to extend it. Now we'll do right. our take with the IP and we'll go nuts with some kind of cool jazzed up piece of business. They got to do something. We got to do something. You can't just, you can't sleep on Frogger. That's right. You'll get warts. If you sleep, you'll miss this. Destroy it. <laughs> Time to play Guess Our Game. We play a little audio from an old game and we try to stump each other or guess what each other brought to the table. Oh, I thought right. we were going to try to stomp each other. Oh, no stomping? Oh, oh, that's a shame. Oh, you've already guessed my game. It was Rampage. Just <laughs> uh, Here's my clip, Brian. Let's give you some hints. It is a Super Nintendo Entertainment System game from 1993. All right? 93. Okay, so Super Nintendo Entertainment System, yep. 1993. Right? Yep, here's your sound. It's scary. A little bit. Well, sorry. Five years Welcome prior to, to that Frogger thing we just looked at. Yeah. Oh, sounds like some text. Sounds like we're in a jungle. Don't know what that was. <laughs> uh, is this top down? It is top down. Uh, I'll, uh, yes, I'll say top down, but three quarter view, sort of. Ish. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, that's what yeah. I kind of meant. Yeah, it's not side side scrolling or anything. No. There's some music for you. Um, are there any prehistoric creatures involved? Yes, there okay. are. Okay, interesting. I was getting kind of a prehistoric uh, rainforest kind of vibe. So, yeah, there's some more. <laughs> the music's so stupid, and you'll understand why it's stupid when we get to it. But any other guesses? Any other ideas? Uh, is this um, part of a series? Oh, how do I answer that? Is there more than one in, in with this? its title? Yes, they're not yeah, direct yeah. series like a trip typical trilogy or something, but they're right. They're scattered throughout video game time. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and none. I don't know that I've ever played one that was exceptional. They've all been just kind of okay. Hmm. That was your third. And question. That was my three questions. Yeah. Interesting. I don't think I got far enough. I, I I'm like Frogger. I made it to like the the center area, and then the snake bit me. Yeah, I was doing really good, and now I'm like shit. I'll tell you one. Um, other, I'll give you one other answer you didn't ask for. Someone in the chat okay. says Turok. It is not Turok because there was not Turok on the SNES. That was an N64 right. game. Right. But I get the um, I get the zone. I mean, you're in the zone. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely that. in that type of of the questions I asked. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Um. Uh, is it um, 
the land before time. Oh man, <laughs> I don't know. I you're kind of, of you're weirdly else. close, and you were close okay. on a lot of. Is points. it dinosaurs? A Disney dinosaur movie? It is definitely dinosaurs. The game is called Jurassic Park. <laughs> oh man, it did not sound like Jurassic Park. I would not guess that. That's what's funny about it is the game doesn't funny. have any licensed version of the music from John Williams. So all see, of that's it what I would wrong. expect. You, you have Jurassic Park. You use some Jurassic Park sound, man. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's a fun little game though. It's not bad. You run around shooting dinosaurs, trapping them mainly. Oh, yeah, I remember this. Yeah, it's all right. It's fun. That looks like that looks like. Oh, we got to cover this one day. This looks like fun. I thought I kind of thought the giveaway would be ninety three because that's the year the movie came out, and that's always I, what I, I think love of. Love this art style too. Oh, yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. It's fun. Look it up, uh, listeners. It's Chunky. It reminds me of some Zelda stuff there. Look at that. Yeah. Nice. Kind of has that kind of. Uh, that's my favorite part about it. The thing is, yeah. you go. The only weird part about it is on the on, when you're out in the jungle, it's great. That's the view. Mm. It's a fun little mm-hmm. shootery kind of thing. But then you go into these buildings and it turns into a kind of almost a Doom oh, style first yeah, person Doom thing. Doom kind of stuff. Yeah, I'm seeing that. I like, actually like that. And you God, see it through these goggles and it's really choppy in there. It's my only complaint. Yeah. But other than that, it's pretty neat. Uh, I haven't. I, I did. I ever play this one? It feels like I played it, but it kind of don't. Kind of feels like I didn't. But it do, definitely looks like the Doom for the SNES version when you're on that a little first bit. person looking. Do you remember the red carts for the SNES? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah those are cool. Love some red carts. Uh, cool. I like a red cartridge. I yeah, do. Doom had one of had those. Like a like. Nice. I don't mind a. Um, I don't like the. I don't like gold cartridges. They just look stupid to me. Not right. a fan. Like if I had a Zelda one, fine, I'd have it, Ocarina or whatever. But I don't really care about it. But a right. red cartridge, oh mm, man, so sexy. Yeah, <laughs> I think there's even one or two Genesis cartridges that were pure red. I don't know what games they were. Oh though. yeah, there are the uh, Carnage. Was the Carnage one, I'm one? playing in the back behind me? I think that's. I think that one's also. I think that's red, isn't it? Dude, cartridge Carnage rules. Yes, I like. Car- well, can we do Carnage one day? We got to do Carnage. What choice do we have? I think we should do Carnage. Uh, okay, Brian, I'm gonna play yours. What's my What's my initial hint here? What do we got? Uh, we got We got us a game from the NES from 1987. 87 NES. Here we go. This is good. Um, based on an IP, no? Or yes or no? Yes. Well, it's not like... It's only in this world of IP that it is. Oh. I mean, it's like... It's not like... It's not like it's a TV show or nothing. Okay, it's not like a movie or something like that. Okay, well, that answers my question. Um... Oh, my gosh. I like that riff. Um... Mm -hmm. Is it... A Nintendo first-party game or third-party game? Uh, it is what we mentioned earlier. It's, it's a Konami-developed and published game. Konami. Konami, right? Um, is it... That sounds like a cop car. Beep, beep, beep. Was that a car? With a siren. I'm trying to rem- no, it was not. Okay. That was not a car. No. I've ruined. I've I've squandered my three questions. Gosh dang it! <laughs> you didn't. You didn't even make it past the first sports car on um, the road of Frogger. 
Oh, this isn't what we're talking about next week. Is it Metal Gear? Of course it is. It's Metal Gear. Oh, it's yes. Metal Gear. I see. I would have never gotten it, except I know we're doing that next week. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Oh, shit. Okay. Yes. That's totally it. All right. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I should have gotten that, but also uh, that is a great lead in to. Uh, I forgot how good Metal Gear sounded it went, when I was doing my research to go, oh, we need to do this next. And I was like, I listened to it. I was like, oh, my God, that is so good. I've got to do that. I was like, I got to do it. Well, uh, we are going to do it. We're going to talk about that next week. It's going to be great, yeah. by the way. Very much looking forward to that. But first, before we can do any of that shit, before we do any of that crap, this. Welcome to the Treasure Room. Listener feedback time. Yes, that's right. Um, I got a couple of texts here that went to 801-471-0462. People are using that a lot more than email, it turns out, which is fine with us. Playretroshow at gmail.com works also. So, you know, whatever way you like, you do it. Uh, This is from Colin in Seattle. Says, dropping a line for the Play Retro Show. Does anyone not know who Rob Zombie is? That's the question we asked on the show. Yeah, Rob Zombie, when we did our metal... uh, (laughs) Twisted Metal yeah. episode. Twisted Metal. Yeah. We, were, we were like, does anyone, do the kids today know who Rob Zombie is or whatever we said? He yeah, says, yeah. I'm 33 years old, and the only thing I know about Rob Zombie is I remember seeing his name in a lot of Hot Topic, <laughs> and my high school girlfriend really liked his music. So there you go. Yep. You were either in the Rob Zombie crowd or you were outside yeah. of the Rob Zombie crowd. Yeah. yeah. you. He was not a household name. If I look at mom and said, mom, remember Rob Zombie? She'd be like, Huh? Eh, who's that? Eh? Who's this? What young, are you talking about now? Young, young man who? you're speaking of? Right. Yeah. Who who died? <laughs> Why are all our moms the same? I don't know. Uh, here's one from Chris in Rhode Island who says, hey, guys, I'm a listener. Or sorry, I'm listening. He put listing. I'm listening to yeah, the yeah. River City Ransom episode. And you mentioned the Dreamcast needing an adapter to go online. It actually mm-hmm. shipped with a 56K modem. You could buy a separate mm-hmm. broadband adapter. It's pretty hard to find now, says Chris in Rhode Island. It's absolutely right. I went back in my memory yeah. and looked at some packing material stuff. And sure enough, that thing did come built in with a 56K yeah. modem. It wasn't even a dongle. It, it was like in the box. Yeah. And uh, that's actually one way that you can uh, connect it to the Internet now. You can actually connect that. If you have a Raspberry Pi, you can set it up to be kind of a go-between, like a modem that will answer uh, the modem calls from uh from from your dreamcast so what does that mean you could do multiplayer joey image joey image uh clued me in on that thing i didn't know anything about uh, that but yeah that when i went back and looked at that i was like oh i got that wrong so you are absolutely right yes yeah. uh, joey's a huge uh dreamcast fool he loves him yeah yeah big, big fan of that business uh yeah that's cool i didn't know that but i did know about the adapter and that's how i played or not adapter but the built-in modem i played uh nhl or no nfl 2k i guess it was Mm-hmm. With my friend over that thing, just telling my wife to quit picking up the phone that whole time yeah. we play. Like we'd yeah. be third down, two yards to go to get a fourth. I'm going to win this game. Hello? I hear some kind of phone pickup. Damn it. Disconnect. Doesn't save it. There's no way to keep your session. You're screwed. It's the worst. Nothing more disheartening than hearing someone's voice uh, come across your your speak, your speak modem speaker. Yeah. Hello? What's going on? <laughs> it used to piss me off so bad. But anyway, yeah, uh, thank yeah. you, Chris, from Rhode Island for that information. Info. All right. As uh, hinted earlier, our next game discussion is going to be Metal Gear, the retro years, Metal Gear in 87, the NES game, or maybe even before that in the UK. 
Yeah, the MSX. I played it a little bit on my Mr. FPGA. Did not know that it was there first. And I got to say, you might be surprised what I have to say. <laughs> yeah, you you might be. Uh, we'll right. talk about or Snake's Revenge uh, 2, which was Solid Snake yeah. 2, basically. And yeah. 98's Metal, 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 Metal Gear Metal Solid, Gear. one of the most important games in the history of games and certainly of the PlayStation 1 era. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that whole history is really fascinating. So we're going to do that whole history. History is what I meant Sistry. to say. We're going to do the whole thing come next week. And next week comes quick because we're recording this on a Saturday to make up for some travel time. Yeah. And we're going to turn right around and do this on a Wednesday, this coming Wednesday. Yep. All and right. I've already started doing research. This is why I had to plant that thing early. I was like, oh, my God, what are we going to do? So I played Metal Gear last night on the MSX, and it was amazing. Was it MSX glorious? Simulation. Was it glorious? Yeah. Would you it say actually gl- was. And I, I popped into the NES version. And I wasn't as impressed, but I didn't play it for very long, so I've got some digging to do. Yeah, get that, digging get digging, get that digging going. Yeah, dig them. Anyway, that is uh, next week. We will be talking all about MGS and its varied history. A uh, little Kojima for you, for you folks at home. Okay, we'll see how genius we think he is after our mm-hmm. discussion. Mm-hmm. I think we'll oh, probably think off. he's even a bigger genius than we thought before. Okay. Anyway. Uh, that's next week. That's next Wednesday. In fact, I think he did. I think he wasn't a big fan of the NES version. No, Just saying he didn't love mm-hmm. it. He said he said as much. We'll talk about mm-hmm. that. But a lot of people don't like their first work, you know. Yeah. A lot of people are like, eh, like the Coen Brothers. They don't like Blood Simple. Yeah. But everyone else. But does. I, I think he was mad because he did the one for the MSX, and it, he was okay with that. But then yeah. the NES, they uh, they butchered it. Interesting. Mm-hmm. 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 Maybe he's a little uh, picky maybe I could whisper. <laughs> Uh, All right, that's going to do it for us. Quick uh, note about some brand new patrons who joined us this week. Big thanks to the following. Dennis, Tom Newton, Russ Cluett, Sean Selders, and Aaron Evans. You guys are the hot new business over here. We really appreciate it. Without your help, the show doesn't exist. So head on over, saunter, if you will, to patreon.com slash play retro. You'll never get commercials. What? Go ahead. Yeah, Every, everybody's doing it, and uh, and yeah, we're we're finally getting some bonus content out. Actually, will be some bonus content for this week. Yeah, it's stuff we didn't mm-hmm. even have to promise for levels. We're just doing it because we mm-hmm. love you. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. no commercials uh, ever over there. No ads. Pre-show content every week. Monthly benefits. Some of this extra stuff Brian's talking about, and uh, that twisted metal extra stuff is up there now, or it will be when, when you yeah. guys hear. The this. twisted metal is already up there. Oh yeah, twisted metal's up. Yeah, so you get you get the the bonus stuff I've already made, and then plus the stuff going forward. Which this week is going to be a little further look into Frogger. So we're going to go Frogger yep. beyond. Yep. Yeah. I think I'm going to do a little shorty on. Uh, a little shorty. Uh, <laughs> on um, uh, Metroid uh, Fusion. I think I want to talk about why I love Fusion so much. I know oh, I've done yeah, it before, be but I just want to go a little deeper on why I think yeah. that game is so special. Anyway, uh, go check that out. Patreon.com slash play retro. That is going to do it for us. Brian, anything to add before I go? Uh, you better get to hopping if you're going to get all the way across this road and oh, to save some frogs. I think mm-hmm. you're. I think you're not wrong about this idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Well, Insert that's uh, my advice as well. Have a fantastic couple of days till we see you again next Wednesday. We'll see you then. If you like what you just heard, there's a very good chance you will like all the shows on the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com. Very lifelike. Ribbit. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.